Hello and welcome to an episode of EKG. That stands for Edgar, Kathleen, and God. Uh, we're happy to be back recording. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, Martin Luther King, right? Well, President's Day. President. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're happy to be back. We're happy to be recording. There's a lot going on. And as always, we've never stopped Sister Kathleen and I talking. We just stopped recording. recording. That's right. <laughs> it got a little hectic. Here. Yeah. Oh, did it. Did it. Uh, uh, tell me how you've been, sister. It's been a, a while. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I've been fine. In fact, I, I'm, I'm great healthy-wise. And, and I think spiritually, I'm sort of together and <laughs> you know it's a but the, it's, that is that is a gift uh, yes. that i am realizing of togetherness mm-hmm. right I, I obviously covid um and then i think it's now more than covid it's kind of like the coming out of covid and just the uncertainties of everything i my, me personally i felt the need or the absence the absence of, of consistency the absence of something solid in a, in a sense um in, in a daily life, not in like right. a being, but right. like a routine or something like that. It's just been so much in the air. And I know I'm not the only one. You know, the community that we serve of students, I mean, they've they've really had it rough. Of yeah. In person, virtual, just kidding, postponed. Now we're back and try to get into some sense of normalcy. Um, and as for us, I mean, we, we, we try to be a club at all the campuses here in Fresno. Uh, but that's been so in the air, and, and so it's tough. It's tough, and yeah. I, I think it trickles down, and it, it it's in every in a kind of every fiber of society right now. Right, and for me, I, it forced me to go inside, to go deeper, to not just run from one event to another mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there wasn't any events going on. The store was the biggest event of the <laughs> the week, going out and going running in, in and yeah. dodging the COVID. You know, but uh, it forced me to to focus on my own spiritual life and my own uh, deepening it. And what does it mean to live a spiritual life or to follow Jesus when things are shut down? <laughs> so it, it was not easy, but it I'm in a good space now. You know, and I, I and I pray for other people because I know a lot of people are not in a good space uh, because. Of the lack of connection, and I think that the greatest thing for me is I have a community of sisters mm. that we force ourselves to be connected, <laughs> whether it was over Zoom or yeah, whatever. Yeah. We forced ourselves to intentional. To be it was intentional. an intentional community, you know. Yeah. So I, those those are two very strong words for me right now. And a community by connection, Con- encounters. Yes, uh, community and intentionality, and those those. Together, but also separate, have been very uh, a theme of the last couple of months. Maybe that's my theme for 2022, right? Uh, intentionality and community. Uh, today, we are talking mm-hmm. about da, 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 the synod <laughs> on synodality. It's right. something Sister Kathleen and I are excited about, we have talked about, uh, we have working on. Um, and, and hopefully, by now, our listeners have heard something about the synod, what this is about, or at least... You have some questions of what it is. So we hope to, to clarify kind of the basics of what the Synod is, is about uh, globally as a church, uh, what we're doing here at the Newman Center, and in what ways you can become involved wherever you are. So we, we're going to deep dive on that. Uh, but first, sister, uh, you have a special role, diocesan-wide, <laughs> right, for this. Tell us a little about that. Uh, well, 
The bishop was out here for some event. An October event, our, our, our St. Yes. Paul Henry Newman. Yes. And uh, in the course of the, the event, we were... I was leaving the microphone and he was coming up to be a part mm. of a panel. And he said, I want to talk to you about uh, a committee. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so <laughs> then afterwards he came up and he said, you'll be, you'll be hearing from me about uh, uh, we're forming a diocesan uh, committee on the Senate. And I had just read Pope Francis's homily from October 13th which kicked officially right. kicked off the whole worldwide process. And I was blown away by what Pope Francis was calling us to. And so when I did get a call from the bishop's office and inviting me to be a part of this, I said, yes, I don't know how much I can contribute and mm. all that. But And I, I've been there, but I think my, my presence kind of makes it real uh, because everybody mm -hmm. else on the... Uh, not that they're not real, but uh, I'm, in, I'm, I'm out there in the trenches uh, uh, gotcha, in a gotcha, parish gotcha. life, you know, so and working with young people mostly. So I'm, I've been on this and I'm glad because I became very um, excited about the process. And the one thing I learned was the word senad, you know, in some language means walking with the same feet. Mm. And and it's the in uh, Pope Francis says it's the um, culture of encounter and journeying with, and so that kind of excites me. Uh, so synod on synodality, it's kind of I've, I've heard some some reports of like uh, well people not really believing in this isn't going to do anything. Uh, so so let's clarify the synod is usually what happens when the, the Pope will call bishops together to discuss a certain theme. So we've had a synod uh, on the Amazon, Amazonia, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Synod on young people. Mm -hmm. That was the last one, I believe. And, mm -hmm. and go look into that one because I was really rich. I, I, I really was excited about that one. Uh, and I think he's called one or two more synods. Right. Um, some popes call them. Some popes don't ever call synods. Right. Uh, but Pope Francis is using his muscles. He's flexing them for sure. Uh, so, so it's a gathering of bishops uh, and church leaders and in Pope Francis's papacy, we've seen a lot of women involvement, a lot of interfaith people coming, both both as observers, but also as, as participants with voices. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the synod on synodality essentially is how the church listens to the church, us lay people, you, I mean, not just lay people, everyone. Everyone. What yeah. the process is of how the heads of parishes, church leaders, and specifically the Vatican can hear from us lay people, the church, uh, from the trenches, like you said, sister. Uh, so the Synod on Synodality is all about that. So there's many places where they've, they've uh, came out with questions to ask, listening sessions. Uh, this is consisting of committees. This is, I mean, this is a big deal, right, sister? Yeah, it's, it's 10 themes. Uh, they've narrowed it down to 10 themes, and, and then there's questions. And it, it's just about jumping and diving into those themes and see how we experience them or do experience them or don't experience them in the church. And um, it, 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 it harkens back to almost when Vatican II, the actual Vatican Council stopped and then it was the work 
started in. And then somewhere along the line, the work of Vatican II actually stopped moving forward. And in fact, it was pulling back on, on that. And the laity was never really that involved in, in that part of, of Vatican II. And so what Francis is doing is going, hey, this is like volume two of, uh, of this is Vatican II. This an extension II. of the implementation. Yes, right? yes. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to think. Uh, we, we have three unique generations, all right? What pre-Vatican II generations that are still right. alive among us today, Vatican II people who lived in both worlds, right? And those just after Vatican II. And my generation who think Vatican II is 100 years ago. Right. Right. And yeah. I'm I grew up in Vatican II. That, yeah. yeah. That I grew up in a pre-Vatican II church. You know, it was all in Latin. The priest was back to us. Mm-hmm. The you know, everything but beginning in the 50s when I was like in grade school and then going into high school, you could feel in the church a shift. And then along came John the 23rd, and he called a Vatican Council. Mm-hmm. And there had been preparation by theologians before that and everything. And that's when you see the whole changes starting to, to be implemented. And so then I entered religious life in 1967, which was right at the end of Vatican II. Vatican II at 65. Yeah. End, right? Yeah. And so... The documents are coming out. They're calling for renewal in religious life. They're, the church, you know, the, uh, the mass is in the vernacular, in, in the language of the people. It's not in Latin anymore. You know, I, I, and those were some wild times, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. not just in the church, but it was in the 60s and in the early 70s. And it, it was exciting times. The music was different. The, everything was, was changing. So this is... In, in a way, the, the, the fruits of Vatican II is still being implemented, mm-hmm. right? And very much so, which yeah. is just amazing to think. And again, amazing to think not only that we are still implementing those fruits of Vatican II, but the fact that we live in the times that we live as a church with these three unique generations. Right. I mean, think of the church before then. It was only one set of people that have only known one type of church ever. Uh, and so we are living in a really neat time. I remember when I, we were talking about this in, in, my, in my courses for my master's, that realizing that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this, is, this never, almost never has happened before in, in the history of the church. But that uniqueness is uh, still, I think, a gift, but also an obstacle. Right? Oh, yeah, it is. Because a lot of people have become very comfortable with um, knowing what they know about the church or thinking they know what they know mm. about the church. And they just all across the board, all across the board, just like you go, gravitate to the same pew or row in church yeah, every yeah. Sunday, you, you expect the same things, you know, and you think that the church has never changed. And all of a sudden, Oh my God, the yeah. sky is falling, you know? And, and I think this is what Pope Francis is doing. To, oh. this, this is about unity for me. When I heard about this, is uniting generations. Exactly. Right? Uh, 
and, and it's important, and I didn't catch it at first, but of course when I heard people talking about the call for the synod and everything, it says, you know what, it's not so much the document at the end of the synod that would be happening in 2023, I think, at the end. And it's not going to be a doc- it change anything. It, right, right. It's, so it's, it's saying, the deep dive into what It was... is the process. That's the point that Pope Francis is wanting, is the process of what we are doing now, of how we are doing locally, listening to each other, right. nationally, and as a church, as a global church. So the process of how... The tools that are implemented to outreach those right. to who have left the church to listen to them, the people who come to mass only on the holidays, how we bring them out. You know, so to me, I was like, ah, oh, duh, of course. This is not so much about what's at the end, right, as what is the process. And the process is going to change hearts. And 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 the pre- the premise is the Holy Spirit is not up somewhere in heaven and operate telling the pope mm-hmm. you know what he wants for the church There's and no then the pope mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's <laughs> not it's not a top down thing it it's a bottom and that's up. what francis is trying to highlight right? and, and he's highlighting it and he's saying the spirit is in all of creation in the church what what voices of the spirit are we not listening to mm. you know and i think one of the the major voices we're not listening to is young people mm. uh and francis keeps saying that over and over you know uh, so what are your so this that's what the sin is about it is, is it a process that started in october we are in the midst of um some some parishes have already and some dioceses have already started doing their listening sessions uh, we are still waiting to have our first ones here, but we're just about uh, on the cusp of, of announcing right. the dates right. for that. Um, so we have, I think it's until June to turn in our reports uh, from the parishes to the diocese. The diocese write up their reports, sends it to the Vatican by the end of the summer. Uh, and then they're looking at all that. And the official a synod, the gathering, the physical gathering is in 2023, um, spring or summer, I believe. Yeah, and I then. Think so. Whatever final document or whatever final findings are at the end of 2023. And so that this is synod a, will be the bishops, the worldwide <laughs> gathering of bishops, mm-hmm. but he's broadening it to more than just the bishops. Yeah. You know, who knows who's going to be there, you know, uh, but there's going to be lay people, there's going to be theologians. And I can remember back to Vatican II how exciting it was that observers from outside the church were coming to the Vatican Council. Uh, they were asked to speak in certain places and, and, and do, be a part of the writing and, and, and everything. And it's, it's, it, it's just, it's happening again. I, I just see John the 23rd, St. John the 23rd, and Francis cut from the same cloth. Oh, they, yeah. They, they're, and I think Francis is taking his lead. From, right? yeah, Let's continue this. I do. Let's do that. Uh, because Francis, is, is, and he's looking at his past synods, that's exactly what he has done. Mm-hmm. And and to people's shock and awe uh, and criticism, but also applause from many people. Right? Oh, yeah. And Francis, the, the, I think it's part of, of who he is because he comes from another culture, another hemisphere mm-hmm. than popes in the past. He is from South America. He's, he's got, that church is different from, you know, the <laughs> American to, church. Yeah. The to. African church is, is different. It's not in theology, not in doctrine. You know, that's, that's the oneness that, that we have, but in how it's lived out. The boots on the ground. The implementation. Yes, the, the implementation. implementation 
So, sister, tell me, what are your hopes, your personal hopes about the Synod? My personal hope? Yeah, yeah. My personal hope is that we, the faithful, wake up to our true priesthood in Christ, all of us, and begin to listen and to hear not just God, <laughs> the Spirit, and the directions, but God, the Spirit, in and through every voice. And and how do we move forward? That's a tall order. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. And how do we discern where God wants us to be? Yeah. Um, you know, my hopes for this uh, is, I think, two things. Uh, one, one is for young people to have a seat at the table, mm-hmm. right? Well, not just a seat, but a voice at the table. Voice. That people are being... Young people are being heard to be understood, not heard to be, to, to be responded to. That's right. Right. Um, I think that's a huge part of it. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a great opportunity to, to make them feel engaged and encountered by the greater church. Yeah. Um, second, a, a second hope that I have is the intergenerational opportunity mm-hmm. here to mm-hmm. sit with, with not just, you know, a listening session of young adults, but a listening session of everyone to hear what the hopes and dreams and the hurts of yeah of different generations are uh, because yeah. I, I think again unifying the spirit always unifies and i think pope francis is using the synod to do that right right to, to bring people together and, and i hope and i pray that that is what is happening at parishes at the local level right that are bringing people together and, and not so much separation there's there's beauty and and i think uh benefits from doing that right? I think young people would respond and listen differently with just themselves, but also with other older individuals or even younger generations, um, they would listen and respond differently too. So I, I think the, in, the intergenerational aspect, the opportunity there is so rich. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I just think, you know, we hear all the time that the church is losing people, that, you know, people yeah. are walking away. Pe- People don't feel like they belong. People uh, sit on the margins. And, and in fact, even at one meeting where I was, I said, Who, who's on the margins sitting next to us in church? Mm-hmm. And no one knows that they are living on the margins. And, and h- how do they get encountered and brought in? And what is their truth as received by them yeah. from God? Uh, let's talk about involvement now. Obviously, this is mm-hmm. this is what the hopes and dreams are of Pope Francis, the implementation, all that. Now, when the boots hit the ground, what does that mean? How do our listeners, how do our non-listeners, you know, become involved? Well, first of all, I think there's has to be an invitation, an invitation mm. to come that we're we're interested in listening. We're not gonna we're not gonna tell you what to do, mm. uh, you know. But it's it's ha- or what to say. <laughs> or what to say, and that that we we listen, and we listen to each other, and um, then we have people are being have gone to workshops where they're listening about how to listen. You know, not we're not here to teach anybody. We're not here to, to write to a, respond to respond or to correct you or anything like that. It's listen, and then we begin to gather that information, and then we keep kind of uh, 
sifting it so it comes down to what are the essential things we heard from the people of God um, or heard from God through the people of God. Mm-hmm. And and then we write, each parish writes a 10-page summary of all the information, all the things that were coming, and, and filter it down. And that has to be to the diocesan level by June 1st. And then through June to August, so it's got like two months there, the the diocese pulls it together and summarizes in no more than 10 pages again. So we take all those 10-page ones from yeah. the diocese and, and groups that get together for this and then summarize it. And that gets packaged up, and it has to be in Rome by August, August. 1st. So there's obviously, we talked about it, there's listening sessions that are, mm-hmm. I think, the main... Um, kind of the main course of how we get responses and we bring people together. But that's definitely not the only one. Uh, there's there's uh, online surveys that I've seen people at right. parishes and dioceses are doing. Um, there's uh, a, the, the, the questionnaires online. Um, what else was out there? Well, there's a website that has a lot of go. videos, uh, maybe two to three minute videos that you can watch and, and it explains the senatal process. And we've been searching in our committee, searching far and wide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what what are other dioceses doing? What what videos are they putting up? What kind of teachings are they doing? It, you could just type in. Because there's a lot of resources, this research that you're talking about to right. explain what the purpose of this is. Right. And, and truly building up like the importance of this. Again, this is a big deal. Yeah. I would just encourage people to do your own thinking about this mm-hmm. prior to walking into a listening session. You know, uh, what do you really want from the church? How do you, how do you pray? We're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the whole life. And, and so, there's a diocesan, you go to the diocesan website, and we, I think we have it up on our, on the our web, website. Yeah. Yes. And then the diocese has dedicated a part of their website as the Senatal website, in which we're putting all kinds of articles and videos and uh, surveys and different things like that, so that you're priming the pump. Mm. Maybe, maybe if you're like me, your faith has been a little latent. You're just kind of going through what we always do. And it, and COVID has, has slowed me down to figure out how is my faith being lived out. I, th- I would encourage all of you to do that. So involvement. Uh, it's mm-hmm. be, be at your local parish. Um, be aware of what they're announcing. Uh, every parish should have said something about mm-hmm. what their process is going to be. Listening sessions is probably the main course right, there. Right. Uh, but there's also opportunities for online participation, Zooms, um, videos of explainers as to what uh, the Synod is about. Uh, but particularly to receive to receive responses, um, we're looking at online surveys, listening sessions. Uh, and I think I even saw uh, a national organization asking for video right. um, uh, responses, but I don't know. I don't know if that was open to everybody or not. But the the main thing is there's something and for everyone, for and, everyone to be involved, and we want everyone to be involved. And there's organization and institutions, not so much parishes, that are you can also participate through. Just recently, I know Boston College is, is I think it's Young Voices. It's called yes. this movement, and anybody nationwide can part, or globally can participate in this. So I'm sure if you you do a search for synod participation or synod surveys, 
you can find plenty of things out there. And and I'll just mention too the the LGBTQ plus community, you know, mm-hmm. through New Ways Ministry is uh, offering you know, Zoom meetings, and you can get in conversations there of how how do you belong within the church? How do you... This is this is a listening session for Catholics, ex-Catholics, and non-Catholics, right? We, I think that's a beautiful thing to say. So a major part of this is outreach. So I think one of the things that we could do is talk about it. Talk Absolutely. about, I think every single one of us listening here, we we know a fallen away Catholic. Mm-hmm. Or even ex-Catholics, and they're and say, in your families, and they're yeah, yeah, and they're your neighbors, they're at your, their coworkers everywhere. Uh, I, I think if we can be brave enough to bring this up and say, "Hey, do you know this is going on?" We're not trying to, you know, convert them again or anything like that. All we're saying is, Pope Francis wants to hear what you have to say about the church, right? Your hurts and what you are needing, right? You know, essentially, that's the, the that's a big kind of umbrella questions there, right? But uh, I think. I mean, I, I made a list of about seven, eight people that I'm going to reach out to who are, they, they identify as Catholics, and I know they're maybe not as hot in their faith right now, but they're, they're part of the church, and they deserve to have their voices heard. You know, on the census, there's a place that, where you can put religion and check the box. This is the government census where they're counting all yeah, of us. Yeah. And there's a, under religion, there's, the last one is N-O-N-E, and that's kind of be, a, a, none. Mm-hmm. I ha- I don't have any religion, you know, and they said that number is growing. Absolutely. And those are people that are walking away from organized religion. I I personally want to know what are the nuns <laughs> all about? Yeah. What do you have to say? Because it's not that you're not spiritual. It's not that God's not working in no, you. No. It's that something happened or. Yeah, no, excellent. So we hope this is Hopefully clarify a little bit more or introduce what the Synod is about, got you excited about it. Be on the lookout, uh, like I said, of what the next step is here at your local parish and here at the Newman Center. And if you're just busy bee and you can never come to anything that we're, we're doing, there's online participation that for sure it's out right. there. I mean, we're, we're casting the wide, the net wide. Wide. Yeah, really wide. So and if your parish, your voice. if you haven't heard it, ask them. Yeah. Are we doing anything? You know, uh, use your uh, voice. Yes, uh, poke them. Uh, it, it, it's something that we we need to do. And and if they say, well, we're not doing that, okay, find a place. Like yeah. Edgar said, there's plenty out there. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Uh, we will be coming regularly. Yes, with with podcasts uh, in this new year, uh, season two. We'll say. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Seasoned and season two. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, you see us, send us an email, say hello. We'd love to listen from you. Bye bye.